It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles again with me, if you would, and turn to 1 Kings chapter 19. The text verse we've been using for this week and where we're on our way to is 2 Kings chapter 2. And really verse 14 is where we're really coming from, where Elisha takes the mantle of Elijah and smites the Jordan River. And he says this phrase, and this is what caught my attention, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Then we see that the sons of the prophets that have been watching make this statement. The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. My question to us this week is where is God in our lives? Where is the power of God? We could say where is the call of God? We've been in spending our time so far in First Kings in chapter 19. That is where we see the calling of Elijah, or I'm sorry, of Elisha. And I find several things that I believe made him usable and qualified for being the next prophet, being used by God, or seeing the hand of God in his life, if you'll give me the liberty to put it in that, that way. I see he was qualified because he was a spiritual laborer. He had a hard work ethic that I believe carried over into spiritual things. He was submitted to the man of God in his life. He was surrendered, and that is shown in the haste that he that he had in following after the man of God and the destruction of the the uh, yoke and and one of the yoke of oxen then the yoke that tied them and some of the instruments he'd have been using then I see that there was preparation in his life he was willing to be a servant he was patient he was humble willing to serve in the background we dealt with that all yesterday I want to move on I I see that there was a commitment to him and this sort of co- kind of goes hand in hand with his surrender. But his commitment, you see that he was willing to go all the way, and it carries over into 2 Kings in chapter 2. We see, first of all, there that he burns his tools, if you'll give me the liberty to say it that way. But then, as we get into chapter 2, and on Monday we read through most of the beginning of chapter 2, We saw how that Elijah three different times tells him to stay somewhere. I'm going to go on here. I believe the Lord was testing him. He knew that he was supposed to be the next prophet. I find that he stayed with God's man. Even even when it seemed he wouldn't have had to go that way. What I'm trying to say is, few are willing to go all the way. I see that he was willing to go all the way. He was committed. There are a lot of people that leave some sort of a back door 
to to ministry in their lives. You know, if this don't work out, we'll go this way. God's looking for some people that are going to be committed to His work. Some people that are going to go all the way. Not some people that are going to go till it gets hard and then we're going to quit. This was a man who burned up his, who burned the bridge to go back to his former life. I mean, he, he burned his tools. He wasn't going to be going back to that. He had all his eggs in one basket, so to speak. God is looking for people that are willing to be fully committed to his work. Fully committed to God's man. I see that he was dissatisfied with where he was at. I, I believe that. The haste that we see him use when, when Elijah, come, or Elijah comes to him, here's what it says in verse 19. So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle on him, Notice this, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? I think Elisha was wanting to do something bigger. Wanting to do something different. Now, granted, this is a little bit of speculation, you might say, but the haste, the speed that we see him giving up everything that he had, walking away from his family to go follow after the man of God. He wasn't satisfied with where he was at. I think this is very important because there's a lot of Christians today that quite frankly are just satisfied being normal, nominal Christians. Nobody wants to go any farther with God. Nobody wants to, to go where God actually wants them to go. They just, they're content where they're at. They're complacent. God's looking for people that are committed to his work. That will follow no matter what the price. That will stay no matter how long it takes. Somebody that's hungry to go beyond the, the realms of standard Christianity. He was committed for seven, eight years. That I'm, if it had been me going the seven or eight years serving a man of God, I still have not become really a prophet yet. I mean, if it had been me, I'd have been saying, this isn't what I signed up for. I mean, God, what are you really doing? Why Why are we still here? Why, why aren't you letting me move on to bigger, better things? But he stayed committed to God. He stayed committed to what God called him to, to that opportunity, and waited for God to open up that next door. There are very few that are willing to go all the way with God, as Elisha did, burning up those tools, setting all that to the side, going with God, not looking back. How committed are you to the work of God? 
how willing are you to give up what you have to go serve God elsewhere? I think these are things that qualified him for the call that God gave him, but for the presence of God that we find in his life in chapter 2 of 2 Kings. Then I see this. He had a desire about him. This is where we begin to get into our, our main text. In verse 9 of 2 Kings chapter 2, And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. I see the desire of this, this man, Elisha, was to go farther with God, to see more of the power of God, to be used in a greater fashion by God, not for his own glory, but for God's glory. It made me question when, when, I, when I read that, just in my own life, if I were to be given that same thing, what is it that I would answer with? If, if somebody who had the power were to look at me and say, ask whatever you want, and, you know, and, and I'll give it to you. That's essentially what he was asked. I wonder how many of us we'd be asking for, you know, our houses to be paid off or this new car or, or maybe a better job or, you know, fill in the blank with whatever we want. But I see Elisha's desire was to go on with God and to go farther with God than, than even Elijah had. He wanted a double portion of God in his life. I wonder how many of us are, are would have that kind of desire in our lives. You know, I don't just look in it at the church as a whole and at, at those that at least those that profess to be Christians. I see a desire for a lot of things, but I see almost next to none of a desire to serve God and go on with God and to see more of God. There's not that hunger that there ought to be. If we want to be used by God, we've got to get hungry. There are those that maybe have a desire and they fail in other areas. But my question to you is, how much do you desire the power of God? How much do you pray about it? Do you really want to do things for God or are you so wrapped up in yourself and so wrapped up in your things that you're not concerned about what God has to offer at all? Christians as a whole, we've gotten our eyes off of God and onto the things of this world and it's taken away our desire for the things of God. We're not hungry for it. We're filled with the entertainment, with the materialism, 
with the things, everything that the world has to offer. We're filled with ourselves. And quite honestly, a lot of us are quite empty from the power of God in our lives. We look at our churches and it seems like we don't see much conviction. Why is it that God's not calling more? I don't think it's that God's not calling. I think it's that many don't have a desire to serve God. Many aren't really listening for God's call. Many are too consumed with what they want rather than what God wants. How is your desire? We could think of David, and I've referenced this before, but Psalms chapter 40, I believe it is, or 41, is the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. There's not very many Christians out there that have that kind of hunger and thirst and desire for God. But I see a man of God that could be used because of that desire. A man of God that saw some great things happen in his life all because of that desire he had in his heart to be used by God. Maybe some of us would do very well. I know we can't create desires in our own heart. But we would do well to get on our face before God and beg Him to help us. We would do well to get hungry for God. You know, the promise in God's Word is, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. But how in the world are you going to be filled when you're not hungry? How in the world are we going to be used by God when we don't want to be used by God? You see, when the opportunities come and we're not looking for them, we'll ignore them because we don't want them. Elisha was qualified. Elisha was prepared. Elisha was committed. And Elisha had a desire to go on with God and to go farther with God. And we need those same exact things in our lives if we are going to be used by God. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.